welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show from the Labatt Blue Studio. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Bleed blue and white, drink blue and light. And don't forget to try the new Labatt Blue Light Seltzer Variety Pack. Available at retailers throughout Pennsylvania. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It's quarter number two. I'm Jim Galanti along with Dustin Hockensmith. We're talking Penn State-Ohio State game from the other night. A well-fought battle by the Penn State Nittany Lions did not end the way Penn State fans would have liked. A lot, though, to appreciate and enjoy. A comeback game for Sean Clifford, despite the couple mistakes that we already talked about. Let's also talk about the receivers. You had uh, Jahan Dotson pretty quiet early in the game. And then, you know, one of my favorite guys, Parker Washington, picked up the slack, didn't he? He, he did. And, and again, I mean, every time we see Parker Washington really flash the way that he that he the way that he did in this game, you wonder why that can't be, you know, something of a, a more weekly um, performance from him. He is a very good wide receiver. He's going to be a very good number one uh, when John Dotson does move on, presumably after this season. Uh, had a big get, big day in this one, you know, and I think what uh, was a real factor in the middle of that field, which is where they were attacking a lot of the time. So nine catches for 108 yards there. Consistent force. He's able to haul in errant passes. His catch radius is outstanding. He has a, a real flair and a feel for making um, certain circus catches and um, stuff like that. And obviously making plays after the catch is, is something that he does extremely well. So it was good to see him get back involved. And my question, every single time I see him make a number of, uh, you know, impressive catches, um, why aren't we seeing this more? But uh, what was a factor in this one? I, you know, I think without seeing the all 22 game footage of, of what Ohio State was doing with Jahan Dotson, um, I, I think they just needed uh, needed Parker Washington to step up in this game, and he did. Uh, Dotson did not get a target from what I saw until very late in the second quarter. And then you look up, and I think he ended up being targeted like 15 times. He caught 11 of them for 127 yards. So statistically, he did what Jahan Dotson usually does. And he was, you know, he was a factor as Penn State was trying to hang around late in this game, but as the offense was moving early, you saw a pretty hefty dose of, of Parker Washington. And, you know, this is this is where it comes in, why why you love to have two guys who can be go-to targets. And Parker Washington had his number called, uh, responded very well, and I would hope that it's something that we see more often the rest of the way. And uh, the only thing wrong in your statement of the statistics, Dodson was actually targeted 16 times with 11 catches, so you were right on it, very close. Here was the number, though, that I thought was impressive. Parker Washington, and I believe there was another game like this, he was targeted 10 times and had 9 catches and also had 55 yards after the catch. Uh, That is classic Parker Washington. Classic Parker Washington, you know, and I think um, he's got that running back vibe to him. He's got that running back balance, the thick lower half, the ability to take um, a hit, to run through arm tackles. I mean, a real benefit of what he does is being able to get it to him short and let him do work. Um, There's usually not a whole lot of room to to roam against a secondary like Ohio State because they have so much length and speed and talent out there that, uh, you know, what he did was impressive. And the nine catches on, on 10 targets, I mean... He is as sure-handed as you can get um, in that position. 
such a good compliment to Jahan Dotson. And like I said before, a, a good number one when that time comes, presumably next year. And on the play where they scored the touchdown, where Jahan Dotson was in the backfield, another little twist there, I could very much picture Parker Washington in that kind of role, either doing the reverses, he's already catching those little screens and making something out of them with his ability to run after the catch. The tight ends, a little bit of a mixed bag. They targeted them, targeted them 12 times between Theo Johnson and Brenton Strange. Again, we were down that path of a strange dropping a pass. But I think you'd like to see them use those tight ends even more often. Uh, I would say same thing. My I, my thought is the same with Penn State's tight ends as they are with Parker Washington. I know that there's a lot of components, and a lot of pieces to try to get involved in this passing game, but you know, in this game, you threw it 52 times with Sean Clifford. These guys should be more involved, but um, Theo Johnson, you know, I mean, he is a freakish athlete. Uh, I, I would venture to say the four catches he had in this one were probably a career high without looking. Um, was certainly very busy. Um, and Bretton Strange, the four catches for 17 yards. Nice play on the touchdown. Uh, you would like to see him eliminate those drops, though, because once again, just like we said with Sean Clifford and the turnovers, the margin for error, if you are presented or if you are gifted with an option for, for a chunk play, you can't afford... To, to give that up. You can't afford to not make that play. Your your chances of winning very much depend on you being pretty darn close to 100% on, on plays like that. So that's a crushing a crushing drop for him. I don't know how many drops he's got this year, but it's got to be, what, three, four, five? And they did, they all seem to have, be coming in, in bad game situations. In this one, there's no good time to drop <laughs> to drop a pass against Ohio State, but certainly, um, you know, sets you back on, on that drive. Whatever needs to happen to clean that up, you got to see that happen. But um, Penn State's tight ends, an outstanding group. You saw them blocking on that Jahan Dotson run you mentioned there. You had tight ends all out in front, sealing that. And Dotson did a good job of finishing that play, but he was afforded that opportunity because they were able to seal off that Ohio State defense. So good job for them uh, blocking again. Um, and, And I would think Theo Johnson, I think the time is starting to come where you start to unleash him a bit more. I have to agree. Now, we have to, in talking about the offense, I hate to say it, Dustin, but we have to talk about the running game. Let me throw a couple numbers at you. The three running backs, Lovett, Kane, and Lee, combined for a total of 21 carries for a total of 42 yards. I'm not a math major, Dustin. Not a math major, but I think that math comes out to two yards per carry. I'm not a football expert either. However, I kind of look at that as 21 opportunities where they could be throwing the ball to Jahan Dotson or Parker Washington. And so much of that was was a dedicated effort early. And it's not like it's not like they made a lot happen in the run game, but they did enough early in this game. And I think eight out of the first nine plays were were run plays. you know, they, they, they made the effort to try to get that part of the offense going. And I think it was just successful enough to, to offer a little bit of hope that I go, okay, well, maybe John Lovett brings a little something different to the table. Maybe his slash and dash skill set um, can change things up. 
But then they just kind of reverted right back to where they've always been, which is there's no room to run. And the running back, whoever it is that has the ball, frankly, in my opinion, is not good enough to to be a lead back in the Big Ten. They just I, I still don't think they have the right offensive line push. Obviously, that's been an ongoing thing. And I don't think they have the right horses in the backfield. It's a tough combination, and it's not like you you bail on it. It's not like you give up and you just say, well, I guess you know those 21 times, Sean Clifford should have thrown it 73 times, uh, even though you and I think that that gives them the best chance to win the, win the football game. You have to try to get this thing going, to try to get some balance, to try to create more adva- advantageous situations on offense, to stay ahead of the chains instead of behind. Because, you know, everything this Penn State offense has been able to do, it's been a little bit erratic, and they've been in situations where it's second and long and third and long all season. Um, The absence of the run game, you know, it's still an important part of football to try to create situations where the defense has to be ready for everything. You don't really see Penn State in second and threes and fours. You don't really see Penn State, although in this game, the third downs were more manageable uh, than I would would have expected them to be. If you would have told me they averaged 1.1 yard per carry, I would have expected a lot more trouble on third down against this Ohio State defense, but they managed to wiggle out of that and create something out of nothing there. But um, they they end up just not being in good football situations where Ohio State's defense has to be running ready for run or pass. But uh, they they worked around it. They scored some points. They put up some yards. They had more first downs than Ohio State did in this game, all without the run game. Uh, but me, I mean, we're we're eight weeks in. We're eight games into this season. I've all but abandoned hope that we're going to see any kind of turnaround whatsoever. I, certainly not a dramatic one. Same guys up front, same guys in the backfield, same results. And, and it was true in this one. No shame against Ohio State, but it is, uh, it is a bunch of games in a row where they weren't able to get much going. And I just don't see a lot of reason to expect much different, unfortunately. And to clarify, I'm not saying that you should throw on every single down, but what I'm wondering is this is now two games in a row where it really looked like that to start of the game. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they do the same thing against Illinois and call running plays eight out of the first nine or seven out of eight, something to that effect. And I just don't think that they can effectively run the ball and say, well, that opens up the passing game. I think their only uh, way to go is, just come out throwing the ball, and maybe once you just establish that, look, we're throwing the ball. Get you, you got to stop us from doing that. And then the running game is the change up. You know, yeah. after we throw on first time on first down six times in a row, maybe that's what you're playing for. Now I could surprise you with a run. Does that make more sense? <laughs> I mean, it does. I mean, it's like a, like a, a power arm in baseball. You, you use a fastball to set up your off-speed off stuff. Well, sometimes if you don't have your your, your fastball, you got to use your off-speed stuff to set up your fastball. And that's where Penn State really, truly is right now, where they've got to use the pass game to set up the run. And, you know, the, ad, the advantage, obviously, if you've got the run game going, is play action becomes a really, really effective way to try to push the ball down the field. But I know I think with, with RPOs and stuff like that, you just keep feeding pass, 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 pass. And then sometimes you're able to, get, you know, spread them out and set them up for, for a run play. That's what I think too. Now you and I, 
you know, we don't know what Mike Yersich knows. We don't know what James Franklin knows. We're not football minds like they are. But that seems like an obvious thing now. You know, I I, I, I admire the dedication to try to get the run game going. But I think maybe they just need to call a spade a spade and, and follow our, our advice for once, Jim. We're on the airwaves in State College. There's no excuse not to listen to what we have to say and follow it. Exactly my point. And if you're using the analogy that the running game is the same as a fastball and baseball, this team, this offense is R.A. Dickey throwing knuckleballs and every once in a while just throw a fastball to surprise them. That's the only way out of it. And the backs, as you said, I really want to put most of the blame on the offensive line. But these backs also... This is not the same Noah Kane we saw in 2019, who it seemed like every two-yard game became a five-yard game. And remember last year, we were comparing Kevon Lee to Noah Kane with that same attribute. He turns two yards into five. We haven't been seeing that either. Dustin, that's it for quarter number two. Stick around. Quarter number three, we'll go to the other side of the ball and we'll talk about the defense. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Dustin Hawkinsmith from the Keystone Sports Network. For the best Penn State football analysis and commentary, go to keystonesportsnetwork.com. The rest of the KSN team and I will bring you game reviews, player evaluation, recruiting news, and plenty more. You may even hear directly from some of your favorite recruits. That's keystonesportsnetwork.com. You can also take Keystone Sports Network with you. Go to your app store and download Keystone Sports for your mobile device. For Penn State football news 52 weeks a year, count on the Keystone Sports Network. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light want to remind you that fall is the best season. Why? Because of football. Leaves. Fantasy football. Flannel. Beards. Tailgating. Oh yeah, and more football. Welcome to the best season ever. Grab some Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Because it's time to get undomesticated. Beer. Labatt USA. Buffalo, New York. Always enjoy responsibly. 